You can step through the fire, which you don't know how that feels, and that could be a little bit painful. But on the other side of that little bit of fire and that little bit of not being comfortable for a period of time is a whole different life for you that's been waiting and that you're destined for. Hi there. Welcome back to the micro podcast we call Be Boulder. I'm your host, Lindsay Karras Stencil, and each week we talk about something different about living your life boldly in this crazy, chaotic world that we're living in. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about asking for what you want really, really boldly, no matter how friggin' scary that might be. The world would be a lot easier if we stayed simple and pure like we were as kids. Kids have zero qualms about asking shamelessly for things that they want or think that they need or telling us facts about life that maybe we don't want to hear. <laughs> However, conditioning of the can'ts and the shouldn'ts over time as we start to mature tells us we shouldn't, can't, and in turn won't ask for what we want or what we need. We get conditioned in a weird way to start to formulate these narratives in our heads, whether we know that they're happening or not, that end up determining how we start to make decisions in our lives in the future. Example, when we're little and we ask someone to fill up our little sippy cup and an adult who is supposed to be caring for us, you know, sighs and, ugh, why can't you just do this yourself, they say. Well, the child will often interpret that as, oh, well, man, I have to learn how to do this myself or I'm not going to be safe, or I'm not going to be good enough, or they're going to, you know, love someone else and not me. And, and that starts to create a weird fear-based narrative and archetype that we function out of for the rest of our lives, unless we take that archetype and move it off to the side and we take control of our lives again. Then layer on top of that, the nonsense of, you know, us asking questions and, you know, being told by the world that, you know, you shouldn't make rash decisions and you, you shouldn't ask for too much. And, we ask ourselves, well, what if we lose our job? What if they don't respect my ask? What if, you know, I embarrass myself? What if I embarrass my family? Ugh, enough. We've all been there, and I certainly know that I have. In fact, I probably lived a super majority of my life in that place, and it took me a really, really long time to get out of that type of mindset. Typically, we all operate out of one of a few of the fear-based narratives or archetypes that prevent us from boldly and authentically living every single day of our lives. Some of those, but not all of those, fear-based narratives include a fear of not being needed, for example. So there, when you want to be needed, that's often a, a codependency complex where you're needing someone to love you because losing that is so terrifying to you that you can't function. There's a fear of inadequacy. So sometimes we stay in places where we know we can look to the world as being exceptional, but uh, we're so fearful of having to grow and learn and develop in something else because for a period of time, we might not be as great that we don't make those leaps and those decisions. Fears of bad outcomes. This one's anxiety talking, folks. <laughs> this translates to the fear that, you know, no matter how perfect you do something, if you do something or ask for something, that the absolute worst is going to happen. So you ask for a raise and they fire you. 
or you ask for a new role responsibility and they tell you never, that's never going to happen and proceed to tell you something horrible about yourself. You know, these aren't real in most instances anyway, I guess, but we build them into our heads and we think about them that way. Fear of vulnerability is where you're hesitant to make any decisions or changes because it makes you vulnerable. And I know that's scary as fuck, I do. Uh, the fear of being replaceable, where you accept complacency or the status quo because you're so afraid that people will simply replace you and move on. There's plenty of others, but often these are ingrained in us from our interactions as children that we package up in these weird little ways and carry with us <laughs> and into adulthood. Children are just these beautiful little sponges, but gosh darn it, are we horrible interpreters as children. And our less than ideal interpretation as children leads us to struggle in asking for what we want because our fear-based narratives just hop into the driver's seat and take control of our lives. So once you make a decision about needing to make or wanting to make a change in your life, you need to figure out how you're going to overcome that fear-based narrative that's telling you you can't, you won't, you shouldn't. You have to make a decision when you're boldly making a choice and a change in your life. You have to make a decision where you have to decide, do I want to stay where I am because it's comfortable and I know it and I get it. I know what to expect no matter how awful, hard, whatever. I still know it. I still get it. That's happening on the one hand. And on the other hand, you can step through the fire, which you don't know how that feels. And that could be a little bit painful. But on the other side of that little bit of fire and that little bit of not being comfortable for a period of time is a whole different life for you that's been waiting and that you're destined for. The question comes down to which one do you want to do? Do you want to boldly step into your destiny or do you want to stay where you are? Either of those is actually okay. You're just choosing your heart. Your choice is yours. And the crappy thing about all this is only you are the one who can solve this conundrum for you. Now, let me walk you through how messy and hard this can be because I will tell you, for most outward appearances, um, I probably seem or look like I have it all together. I'm a pretty direct and brazen, bold communicator. I ask for a lot of things that I want and I'm not shocked or afraid when I get them. That has not always been the case. <laughs> uh, I actually ended up in therapy in 2014 because I found myself compulsively checking to see if I left my curling iron on or if I'd left one of the stove burners on. I would legit play a game of bottle bowl with my stove for sometimes 45 minutes and leave my house in tears because I had some insane irrational fear that my house was going to burn down and everything that I'd loved, my dogs, and everything that I'd worked for, which is just tangible junk that I can always replace. But nevertheless, all the things that I loved and all the things that I worked for would be gone. Then, not only did I struggle to leave Casa de Stencil every day, but my paralyzing fears prevented me from boldly demanding and asking what I wanted or needed in the working world or with my clients. Because I was so afraid that if I asked for what I knew I deserved or needed, I would just be replaced with someone else. And that, my friends, is the fear-based archetype of being terrified of being replaceable. <laughs> and that's easy when your brain says that, but you've got to get your heart to believe that and change the way that you're thinking and making decisions. So it took me roughly three years of therapy to discern that my fear of replaceability actually stemmed from a complicated intermingling of a need for safety and a need to be loved. 
If I had a job and money, I was safe and I could take care of my family. If I was irreplaceable in my job or jobs, as the case was for me, I was loved. Now, both of these are completely untrue, but a litany of childhood trauma and abusive relationships and letting others just dim my light prevented me from asking for something really, really boldly. In fact, it prevented me from leaving my damn house half the time. Forget about asking for things boldly. You know, it prevented me from asking for raises or, you know, for me to charge more per hour to some of my clients. It prevented me from asking for time off or taking time off because I was so freaking terrified that people would just like go and hire someone else. Insane. I was, you know, I didn't embrace the fact that I was adding value, bringing value. I didn't trust what I was bringing to, you know, the systems and the clients and all these things. And gosh, darn it, I just should have, but coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? (laughs) I was so paralyzed by fear that I ended up working something like 90, 100 hours a week sometimes because I was just trying to make sure that I was demonstrating how much value I was adding so that people could never say I wasn't. That, friends, is the fear of being replaceable. So fast forward almost four years, and this fear-based monologue is still something that I continue to battle pretty regularly, be it that or some of the others that I listed off earlier. But I check it, and I remind myself that my messed up little childhood interpretations are really what's speaking or in the driver's seat here. And I just have to move that out of the driver's seat of my life and put my 30-something-year-old self back in it and make my own decisions. So step one of asking for what you want, be it a promotion, a raise, time off, more respect, your spouse, your partner, whoever, to do something differently, to give you more, to give you less, to give you space, whatever it is, is understanding what fear-based narrative is in the driver's seat of your life and how the hell do you get it out and put you back in it. So once you've come to grips with whatever your messy little childhood and the world have convinced you of, next is mastering the courage to ask for what you want or to simply stand in your own power and know that you will be okay. And trust me, you will. When you honor yourself, the universe will reward you. For me, the thing that I actually had to boldly ask everyone, including myself for and the universe for, was to regain control of my life. Like so many of us trying to be somebody, I found myself working 100 plus hours a week in what was effectively three or more full-time jobs, plus owning multiple businesses and doing whatever the hell else I was taking on and just not saying no to and instead saying yes. I was exhausted and I was physically ill. I was just out of control of my own life. And I can't make more clear that all of that was my fault. I just let the fear-based narrative take over the driver's seat of my life and run friggin' wild. Instead of saying, no, I would always say yes. Instead of saying, let me think about that and analyze whether it fit in my life, I just said yes because I couldn't, I didn't have the time to think, discern nothing about whether or not it was a good fit. In one of my organizations, we were working diligently to push forward an ecosystem, but we were constantly at each other's throats and the level of toxicity was functioning and moving to a fever pitch. I candidly just couldn't do it anymore. And I was begging and asking the universe to show me the way, show me what I need to do to take some of my time back and 
you know, make sure that all of the interactions that I'm having are, are healthy for not just myself, but all of the people involved. Gosh darn it, I was so terrified. I was terrified to take control of my life. I was terrified because I'd be letting go of money. And I, if I walked away, I didn't know what people would say or what they would think or what they would do. But I knew this. If I stayed on the path that I was on, it was going to cost me my life. I'd been having heart issues, stress issues, and I was weeks out from having brain surgery for a mass that was found in my frontal lobe. But I knew if I didn't choose me, boldly demand or ask for permission to take my life back, it was going to kill me. So I took that fear-based narrative of, you know, not being enough and not being and, and being replaceable and, and all of the other nonsense. And I kicked all of them, not just out of the driver's seat, but out of the friggin' car. And I put myself back in control of my life. So I was sitting in the Syracuse airport on a Friday afternoon, and I hit send on the scariest email I'd ever sent. I terminated an agreement that guaranteed me substantial revenue, but bound me and the others around me in, in, in stress and frustration for all of us. And, and as I hit send at 5.33 p.m., I stared at my computer screen. I slowly closed my laptop and I just began to sob. These weren't tears of fear, or, nor were they fear, they, they were tears of joy. They were just relief because I had chosen myself. I said to the universe, universe, I choose me. I know that I might not have done everything right and I don't even maybe know which direction I'm heading, but I'm putting this in your hands because I know that the world still needs me here and I'm putting myself and my life first. I didn't know what would come next, but I trusted life and gosh darn it, did I trust that the universe will reward me. Whew. And she did. Side note, this whole thing was probably a real freaking spectacle unfolding in the Syracuse airport because I was coming from an award ceremony and I had on this fabulous white jumpsuit in true LKS style and the biggest feather earrings you would ever see <laughs> and seven inch heels to boot, which don't wear those in an airport. And the people around me were probably just looking at me like I was a full-on crazy person, but I did not care because in that moment, it was just me in the universe. It was me kicking all these, these fear-based narratives out of the car and saying, this is my life now. Not sure where this car's going, but we're going to go there. So fast forward, and the universe did her thing. My brain tumor came back benign, and I had more time to myself, and shockingly to me, I received 14 unsolicited job offers once the word spread that I was becoming a free agent. I had my pick of doing whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted. And I chose the option that gave me my life back because that's what I asked the universe for. I ended up in a role with, you know, tremendous amount of support and tools and resources and, and wonderful people. I have time now to think, to breathe. I read more and I stress less. I tell you all of this because asking really boldly for what you want is so freaking scary and hard. I know it is. I didn't know how it would all shake out, but I just knew that I couldn't stay where I was because that was going to kill me. I just chose my heart. I chose to step into the fire and say, you know what? I'm going to put my faith in the universe and I'm just going to take the next step, even though I can't see the rest of the staircase and I'm going to build that puppy as I go. And you know what? The universe delivered, because she always does. I go through the story because it's so important to understand that asking for what you want is just one piece of the puzzle. 
The second is committing to the ask, no matter how terrified you are, no matter how scared you are, no matter what an idiot you look like crying at an airport and having the faith that you will be okay. Real talk. I know some of you are out there saying, Lindsay, I don't have something to fall back on. You know, I'm, this is the best I could ever do. I can't take care of my family. If I make a change, I have responsibilities. What does that sound like to you? My response is simply this. What fear-based narrative is in your driver's seat right now? Because I know how many of you out there that are listening are so talented and brilliant. And so why you're failing to take pride in your skills and your abilities is just beyond me. But I get it too, because I did it for 30 plus years. You are more than enough. You're resilient. You're resourceful. You can overcome anything, but you just have to step into the fire and know that you're gonna come out the other side like the star that you are. No one can do this job for you here. But trust me, I know it's hard, but more importantly, I know that it's worth it. The third biggest part about asking boldly is this. When you ask for something, don't act shocked when you get it. Own that shit, rock it out. Be the all-star you were meant to be in that role, position, relationship, Hey, maybe you're single for the first time in 20 years. Own it. Live your best life. It's all yours. You've earned it. And no one can take that away from you. Step into that beautiful role. Own it. You're destined for it. Because the universe doesn't make mistakes. Ask for what you want. Step through the fear and the fire. Own that shit. all for today. Next week, we're joined by one of my favorite entrepreneurs as he talks about boldly asking the universe for the things and goals that he wants to accomplish and the steps that he took to get there and then some. I'm excited about that one. <laughs> Don't forget to like, rate, or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join our community on Insta at BeBolderCast and follow our blog at TheBolderLife.com. Thanks again for joining and remember, don't just be bold, be bolder. <laughs>